Hey friends, welcome back to the show. It's Gerilyn here from the Freedom Podcast, where I talk about all things freedom. Freedom from fear, freedom uh, in your creative life, liberating ourselves from things that we have maybe put on the shelf, things we don't want to look at, things karmically we don't want to look at that stop us from living out our true dharma, freedom in our finances, which I want to do a series on that coming up. Oof because this time is really stretching us there. Anyways, I actually just recorded um, a show. I'm doing two back-to-back this morning. I just recorded a show on cell phone freedom and liberation. You got to check that out. If you're exploring your relationship to tech right now, really lovingly, that's something I've been doing. And then as I was sitting here um, about to record the second show, this one, I was originally going to call it health upgrades, like health upgrades we're going through during this time. And we'll talk about that too. But then a different, a different um, title dropped in and I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. So the title that dropped in was who am I outside of the matrix? How many of you are exploring that question? Who, like, who the fuck are we actually outside of our addictions to big tech, because that's so real right now. That's what I talked about on the last show. Go back. Who are we if we're not constantly picking up, picking up our cell phones to write down our grocery list there and to check in on Amazon? I talked about how I barely shop on Amazon anymore, and it took me like two years to unravel from that pattern. Um, who are we if we're not buying food from the grocery store? Because that's something actually very non-intentionally. I actually never set the intention to do that, but I am a very surrendered person, I would say, in the sense that I'm always praying and asking God, what are we here to do? How are we here to live? And so some of the health upgrades we've been guided to take as a family include like making your own breads and um, buying from local farmers. I'll get into this a little bit more in a minute. But I turned to my husband the other day and I said, do you realize that we used to spend the, the bulk of our grocery budget at the grocery store and we would consciously choose what grocery stores we would go to but we would spend whatever it is as a family of five like gosh you know, you're spending a few hundred bucks, whether it's a hundred bucks or larger grocery run, 300 bucks, I don't know. But we have cut that down in half. We've cut that down in half over the last 12 months, especially since my third daughter was born. She had a few food sensitivities and this is what actually guided me. Are the children coming through, by the way? By the way, <laughs> If you've had a baby in 2020 or 2021, or if you want to have a baby, holy shit, I think, I believe so deeply the kids coming through are pushing people into this question. Who am I outside of the matrix? Because they don't want to live inside society the way it's designed. So in different ways, whether it's like with our daughter, she had, she was showing signs of, of a dairy intolerance. Um, so I started researching that and 
the freaking holy cosmos delivered, man, as they do when you're just surrendered and you're not afraid and you look at this through the lens of love, like the answers are all there. We just have to trust the, the, the process and how they drop in because I think it's different themes for different people. So I started researching like raw milk because people were messaging me on Instagram saying like, okay, my kid had an aversion to dairy or my kid or my husband struggles with IBS or whatever. But when we switch to raw milk, they're totally fine. And then that opened the whole rabbit hole of looking at <laughs> the way the government controls the pasteurization of milk and dairy. And, and of course, all of that is what you see on the grocery store shelves. And it's easy for them to maintain mass control over all of it, as opposed to getting back to basics with just going down the street to your local farmer. You know what they feed the animals. You know the organic feed and grass the cow is getting. You understand their hygienic practices. They explain all of that to you. Um, and you get the fresh milk that hasn't been boiled. And it hasn't, the nutrients and the enzymes and all of these things haven't been boiled away. So you digest it easier. So my daughter does great on raw milk. So that's one area of our life that we're, we're clear. We're clear now on who we are mostly with food sort of outside of the matrix. I've figured out where to go to buy bulk flowers from a beautiful organic farm to make my sourdough breads. And I'm making sourdough breads because, again, I want to be preventative for my child because she's sensitive. Um, I got her tested and she doesn't have an aversion to grains, but I want to be not just preventative for her, but our entire home in terms of the energy and where the world is headed and, and all of that. So um, that's sort of a health upgrade that we're experiencing. And I, you guys, I've never felt better. Holy smokes. If you're not familiar, it's, it's, it's really taken off. But um, sourdough bread is sort of this process of, of like a natural fermentation. Again, it's the principles of nature and ease at work where you're basically mixing flour and water in a glass bowl in your house and you stir it up. It literally takes 45 seconds and um, you put a tea towel over it. And basically what happens is it picks up the natural uh, yeast and healthy bacteria that lives in our environment because our environment is filled with yeast and bacteria and viruses and all of these things. And it's so funny because in this time we're taught that like all of that is bad and sanitize it away. But it's just funny when I look at like something like a sourdough bread. Uh, um, basically what happens there is you, the flour picks up on that healthy bacteria and sort of stores it. It's like a home for it. And then this beautiful culture, this beautiful, um, fermentation process begins where the healthy bacteria start to feed on the flour and the water. And then you add a little bit more. If you're creating what's called a sourdough starter, you add a little bit more the next day and they feed on it and then a little bit more and a little bit more. And then you have this bubbly, beautiful sourdough starter. And you add that to your buns and your breads and all of these things, which of course don't have preservatives from the store. So that alone is better. But when, a lot of times when you make these recipes, the whatever it is you're making will sit out for a little bit so that that beneficial bacteria, that the, the probiotics essentially is what it's like a, that's what's happening in there. Um, it's, it's like this culture of probiotics that takes over and 
surrounds itself in all the other ingredients and um, it ferments. And so lots of people who have a gluten intolerance, they, not everybody, but many people, if it ferments for at least 24 hours, they can tolerate sourdough bread. And it just goes to show you that nature has the fucking answers for literally everything. And anyways, we've been on such a path of upgrading with with food lately. It's insane, you guys. I've never felt the way I do now. Like I, and I'm going to get back into this question of who are we outside of the matrix and other areas in a second, but I just wanted to share this maybe as an example for people who are feeling called to change their food habits right now or their entrepreneurial habits or their cell phone habits or whatever. And I, I, I hope to show you that like, yes, it's hard at the beginning, but there's liberation on the other side. So, um, and on that note, something that has really helped me, <clears throat> something that's really helped me, and then I'll share a breakthrough that, that came from this is, um, starting instead of looking at the process. So let's say you're guided to start homeschooling your kids or make sourdough bread or do something that's outside of the societal norm. Emancipate yourself from your cell phone. It feels hard at first. And if so, of course, the ego will grip onto that feeling of hard that naturally comes up when we're outside of our comfort zone. And the ego will try to talk you out of it. So the ego is like, that's too fucking hard, da, 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 whatever. So what I started to do was, number one, I, you, you kind of have to get real with yourself and tell your, like, it depends on your situation. I have three small children. So making all of this food from scratch in the beginning, it did feel a little bit like I was in survival and I was just prepared for that. Like, and I think when you're put in a situation like people losing their jobs today and having to start something new would be another example that probably feels like you're in survival a little bit. There are times when you're like, I just have to do this. And I I don't really know what advice to give on that because I, I've always kind of been the person to just, when it comes to those feelings, like when I quit the police force, when I grew my business massive, same thing this year when I had my third baby and I had to freaking buckle down and just do it. Like when I'm thrown into those situations, I just do it. I don't really know where that comes from. I think a little bit from maybe my childhood, like of just, I do think we have a little bit of an issue today with entitlement. I think, okay, there's, I'm really going in circles now, but this is good. I'm going to bring it all home. <laughs> there's this energy. I'm not an astrologer, but I've been learning more about all the different signs and the strengths of each sign and the shadow aspect of each sign. And if you're familiar with Leo energy, um, there's this like shadow side to Leos that I think that the, the whole collective is in right now. And I have to ask an astrologer about this, but Leo think like, um, Leos are like Jennifer Aniston vibes, like usually beautiful people and confident and creative, like think typical JLo, right? Like, but the shadow of Leo energy, <laughs> I'll bring this back to the matrix in a second. 
the shadow side of Leo's is 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 being like overly consumed with yourself, like so all about yourself, and just thinking about what you can get as opposed to how you can just surrender and be more of service to others and also yourself, like yourself and the highest plan for yourself. And so I think the reason why my intuition goes off with things like this, I think the reason why I've been drawn into Leo energy this year and sort of dissecting it is because it's a mirror for the cosmos or for not the cosmos. Well, yeah, it's a mirror like for all of us because I think we're all in this place of having to drop pride. I talked about this a few episodes ago when I talked about health upgrades in a different context where people were experiencing tension in their knees and their feet. I went through like a whole six months of having my knees throbbing out of nowhere and the knees energetically, symbolically, spiritually relate to pride. So I was, I was releasing this pride, this, this, does that make sense? So I could be, I could feel it like leaving my body so that I could be more of service dharmically to myself, but not from a pride way, not like how much I can achieve and and that's fine too, but like we're learning how to be resourced I think outside of the matrix, we're learning how to be resourced, fueled, whether it's through food, money, friendship, in a way that is like just enough and so perfect, but it's not like too much. Am I making I'm I'm totally making sense, right? Um I and I think like I feel weird saying this because I don't want to be rude, but pretty sure Jennifer Lopez isn't gonna listen to this podcast. So let's let's just use this as, as an example. <laughs> And honestly, like I say this with love, it's it's taking these patterns off the shelf and looking at it. So for example, like when J-Lo got back together with Ben Affleck earlier, whenever that was this year, the whole world was kind of like, really? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, because you can, like from an alignment perspective, you can feel that there's a total sort of like disregard for, I don't know maybe the grieving process after her breakup with A-Rod, who she was married to at that time, and maybe like what the kids are going through or whatever. And it was just like, I'm just going to, it's all about me. I'm going to jet off to Canes and Italy and go here and get back together with my ex-boyfriend. It's like living in this fairy tale land. So again, the reason I use that as an example is because I think when we explore this question, who am I outside of the matrix? The matrix is is obsessed with enveloping us in that. All about us, pride, ego. Like I even see this with, it's like this Disney fairy tale, you know? And we're learning, hold on. We're, we're, and, and, and COVID, we're learning to come back to ourselves. Like we've been forced to sit in quarantine or to sit by yourself or to like relationships that had trauma or drama enveloped in them have come to a close so that we can sit. It's like we're being told like you sit there and you look in the mirror because it all it all wants to be liberated. 
So holy shit, I just got lost on a J Lo tangent. But um, and I and again, I like I love J Lo. I I I use that story with. I use that story for teaching, um, and sort of like as an example for all of us to laugh, to laugh at ourselves. So what was I saying before that though? This is what I do sometimes. I get excited and I like <laughs> start going over here and then over there. What was I talking about? I was talking about food. I was talking about sour- <laughs> sourdough bread. Oh man. Um, oh, it lost me. I think I was talking a little bit about Oh, I know. I was talking about the process for myself in case it's helpful for somebody to hear. So if you're being drawn to do something different because it's showing up differently for all of us, you're being you're being guided to do something outside of the matrix, make a different health choice than other people, homeschool all suddenly, um, make everything from scratch. That's us. I was talking about how we've handled that. So for some people at first, it's this feeling of like you're in survival, but you just kind of have to do it. So know that that can be part of it. (laughs) Oh, and then I was talking about too, this is how I got into the JLo thing. I was talking about this sense of entitlement. I think some people have, to be honest, where they're, they're not willing. And this is where we can get lost in the shadow of that Leo energy of like, no, 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 I don't need to do that. It's all about me. I'm just going to live in this fairy tale and not be an adult about things. So growing up, my mom always made me do hard things. And I'm really grateful for that. Like she forced me to have a paper route when I was, I don't know how young I was, but I remember nobody in my grade had a paper route and I was pissed at her. And she made me get up at like 6am and stuff the flyers in the paper route and go deliver them door to door. And I was angry and peed off. And I think, I don't know if it's like the conscious parenting movement today or all the beautiful information out there about attachment style parenting, which I totally believe in. But somewhere along the way, I'm like, are we living in this Leo fairy tale land where it's like we forget how to be adults and stick through the hard stuff, you know? Um, so I think that's where my mom did do a good job and I did not like her for it. But at the time, but but when I think about the success and abundance I've been able to create in my business where like we've been fully resourced, fully fucking resourced throughout this entire COVID time. And it's because my mom taught me the power of doing hard things and sticking things out when it's uncomfortable. And I think a lot of people when it comes to their healing and breaking free of the matrix, it's like people are either going to go left or they're going to go right. And it's like, are we willing, and I talked about this in the last podcast, are you willing to take things off the shelf that you've been avoiding, topics, things you've been guided into? Are you willing to look at it, like fully commit to your healing path of liberation and look at it lovingly? And I talked about how to do that in the last show. So go back. Are we willing to do that so that we can find the freedom on the other side? I know for myself, there's no fucking way. Like there's no way I'm going to get to the end of my life as an old woman in my 80s and feel shit and feel like regret and feel like I'm about to pass on and I'm going to have to come back in another lifetime to work through the stuff I didn't do in like my 30s because that's been my my biggest time 
of healing is, is I'm 36. So I just know for myself, like, there's no way. And I, when I look at my kids, you know, people say things like if you heal things that it won't pass on to your children and then they won't have to heal it. You know, I don't really know about that. As I've grown, um, I think to an extent that's true. Like if ancestrally we've worked through a lot of stuff, then they won't have to. But I also think they're going to be like, they're born into their own healing path and their own learnings. So um, when it comes to <laughs> breaking free of the matrix, I used to think, I used to have the thought process that it was all about my kids and like making things easier for them. And now I'm like, hey, hold on, wait. It's more, it's really more about my individual liberation and then the light and the example that I carry for them. There's like a difference to me. So anyways, <laughs> um, I'm exploring questions now like, okay, I feel like I'm becoming freer and freer in our food choices. And, 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 and there's a remembrance there and it's more in harmony with, I feel like how it's meant to be shopping local. I'm also doing that. And I talked about this on the last show when it comes to spending. Um, but there are other areas of my life where I'm just posing that question. And that's sort of the gift that I wanted to give you in this podcast that it's safe to pose that question. When my kids go to bed at night, I've been feeling this kind of boredom lately. Like, who am I? Instead of just scrolling my phone when they go to bed at night and I'm bored, that to me is very like matrix type behavior. Looking at influencers, sharing what I should buy, looking at other people's lives. Um, there are things I love about that. Chat groups with friends having heart-to-heart -heart connections with friends where we can talk about this stuff and unpack it and support each other with love. I love that. But there are patterns that I'm still addicted to that my body is starting to say no more. No, like no more. It's so funny when I pick up my phone at night after my kids go to bed, I get this like ache in my neck and it's like my body is saying, stop it. Like there's deeper liberation to be found here. So I've been saying to my husband, I need a hobby. Like I need, <laughs> I, you know, I thought about like knitting, I thought about all sorts of different things. Um, and again, the question is like, who am I outside of that matrix behavior, the hamster wheel spinning, the constant scrolling or shopping to fill a void or whatever it is. So I have found freedom with certain areas and other areas I'm still working on. And again, the last show just really inspired me and I wanted to keep this conversation going. I do, I do want to, and this is another question, not question, this is another truth I'm exploring is I do want to be an example for my children. I am very non-attached to their journey. Like I think they're going to, I could be the most perfect example and they'll still have their shit to work through. It's funny as I'm talking about this, they're standing right outside the door. <laughs> Somebody's not watching. <laughs> um, but I feel like I owe it to them 
with the way the world is heading, even if it's going to get better later. I owe it to them to be the best possible example. And here they are. It's for your birthday. Girls, come on over here. Do you want to say hi? Come here. This is the microphone. Well, this is the people we're talking to in my work. Do you want to say hello? Hi. Hi, everybody. What's your name? My name's Mira. What are we doing? So today we're actually going to a homeschool meetup at what time? 1.30. This is very outside of my comfort zone, but we're starting to explore communities and groups and find people, maybe create a homeschool pod. I don't know. Guys, I have no idea what I'm doing. Again, day by day, letting the... I guess, guidance, drop in, trying things. And I feel like that's all we can do. And along with, of course, giving ourselves love when it works and when it doesn't work. But I'm going to turn this off now because you guys are supposed to be outside. Where's dad? (laughs) Blowing leaves. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, I hope this episode just sort of at least makes you feel seen. And bonus if it cracks something open for you. Um, (laughs) I feel like I went on a little bit of a random J-Lo tangent there, but that's okay. Totally applicable. I'm going to leave it in. um, And let's keep the conversation going. All right, guys. Talk soon. Have a beautiful day.